everybody, it's Blake. And this is Drew. And you're listening to Lock, Stock, and Two Smoke Controllers Podcast. Welcome to episode 34 of the podcast. Uh, real quick, I'll bash through the social media funsies. We're still uh, messing around on the Facebook page, Instagram. Let's be honest, I'm not using the Reddit because um, I'm Reddit lazy, uh, but it's there. Blake's not streaming because he's a loser on Mondays, uh, but we, ha- we do have a Twitch channel. We'd like to do something with it. We'll figure out eventually one of these years what to do with the Twitch channel. Uh, but it's easy to find us on most of these things. It, mostly if you just search the name of the podcast, we'll pop up. But as the ongoing uh, dumb joke here, we've me and Blake didn't communicate each thing that we started. So sometimes it's the word two smoking controllers, and sometimes it's the number two and then smoking controllers among everything. I think Facebook and Twitch and Spotify or all the word two smoking controllers and then Instagram and uh, the email, I guess, are uh, the number two smoking controllers. And that's two smoking controllers at Gmail for the email. If anybody wants to write in and ask us a question or has anything to say about the podcast, if you write anything, we'll probably read it on the podcast, depending on how mean you are. If you make Blake cry, then I'll definitely read it on the podcast. The Spotify is pretty easy. So should be Spotify. You just search the name of the podcast, and you should you should find both the podcast and the playlist of all the music that I play on the podcast. And then uh, and I'll be adding a adding a song today, so that it'll be growing just a little bit. It's a pretty cool little playlist. Now it's a it's a banger. The only thing I I need to do I need to find a way to do it as I don't really know how. I'm sure it's easy if I actually researched it. Yeah. But I need an ongoing. Uh, like Google document or like a pinned thing for like on Reddit or something to do all the, the full list of movies. Yeah. And TV if shows. anybody knows a cool, easy to do. or t- can message Blake on how Google Docs works. He don't know. He wants to make a full list of all the, uh, an easy access to all the TV shows and movies he's recommended and to have that list available to the, an easy, easy list available to the listeners so they can find all the stuff in case they've like, they're talking about it sometime, and I can't remember what, the, what, the, what that movie was called. I mean, he can make a list that's just like the movie title and a maybe a, like a like a I'll, sentence I'll, synopsis of what he thought it was. And I'll even do like the episode. I'll be like, episode 34's recommendation was this. And yeah, yeah, yeah. It would probably be in order of the episodes yeah. anyway. But yeah, something like that. If anybody's got any ideas on how to make his life easier than it already is. Or, in, you know, keep me from having to do any more work. Yeah. Uh, it's still open. We mentioned it last episode. I'll throw it in here one more time. We're still looking for uh, somebody to help if they want, an editor slash producer, if anybody wants to hop on the team and help us out. Um, I'll give it a little bit more time. I'd I'd like a, it seems dumb maybe, but I'd still kind of like somebody who listens to the podcast already or a fan of some sort to 
get in on here with us. I think that'd be more fun than uh, reaching out. I could probably, not easily, maybe, probably find a complete stranger on Reddit or because I have, I have a couple of subreddits I follow for podcasts that I could probably find a complete stranger to come do it. But I think it'd be more interesting to have a, a friend of the podcast to come on and help us out. If anybody wants to, if anybody's interested, I don't even know if anybody's even listened to the last episode where I offered, we offered that. Who knows? I don't really keep track of uh, who's listening. <laughs> Uh, I think with that, that's all the social media stuff and all that mess on the front end and anything else we got. Am I, am I forgetting anything? Um, no, but I did want to thank everybody for listening because we did get that Spotify end of the year wrap up. Oh yeah, I shared that wrap up. Yeah, we got quite a few. We, I mean, we say it every time we jokingly, but we kind of do. We we kind of do appreciate. It. We have we do have more listeners than we ever thought we would get. Yeah, it's pretty uh pretty incredible in the, the how far. Forget how far the it's internet can reach. Oh, five or six countries, six separate countries. Yeah, I thought that was pretty dope. So if you listen from another, another country outside of America, we really appreciate that. That's pretty cool, and uh, it was just neat to see our numbers are beyond, far beyond friends and family. Uh, we t- we joke sometimes. We talk to some of our friends when we jokingly say uh, a lot of our friends, and I think maybe only one of our family. Well, one of our family listens. We know we know Daniel listens. Uh, and we know Garrett listens. Garrett, well, because they both been on, but uh, and then uh, we know our, our buddy Trey listens. Other than that, we think the majority of our friends and family, uh, nobody listens. That our numbers are far beyond those five guys. So that's uh, not even counting one, two, three, four, five, whatever. But uh, we do appreciate anybody that's listening. It's pretty cool. Uh, we kind of we don't thank anybody ever we kind of just do the podcast like I said before the podcast it's more of a passion product it's me and Blake spent so much time talking about video games just me and him sitting talking about games we thought why can't we just we we had, we had a growing love of podcasts ourselves and like we can make a we can do what we're doing here and put it out and see if anybody cares and people are listening so it's interesting and more than we ever thought that's for sure mm-hmm. you know I kind of you want to you wanna, are you crying no, I had something in my eye. I was itchy. Yeah, I anyway. got allergies. Allergies. <laughs> uh, no, so that's uh, that's all. That's the end of the sappy stuff there, I guess. But uh, we um, we do want to switch now to our. We're going to switch to our games now. As we talk about, we thank we thank everybody for listening. This is probably going to be our episode that's going to be the least popular of all our episodes. Probably. Uh, the idea behind this episode is we talk about achievements a lot on this podcast, but we don't really talk about. We more often not just say, "Ooh, we got them all," or "Ooh, we didn't get any," or "We didn't get all of them" because of certain certain circumstances. Or we just wanted to enjoy the game and not hate it, type thing. Yeah. So every now and then. Only achievement hunters will understand. You get an itch just to get a bunch of score, uh, real fast, and uh, you'll do it by any means necessary. Sometimes, and you feel real good about yourself. You'll see. Uh, I've posted a couple. Of, I mean, throughout the year, I've posted a couple of times when either I've crushed Blake or Blake's crushed me. I've posted pictures on the thing where one of us just gets a little, little, just a bug in the ear, bug something. in the ear about just completing a bunch of games real fast. Now, when it comes to completing certain games really fast. There are games that you don't even technically have to play the right way. Uh, that's what TA does sometimes for you. TA will. Uh, people have found ways to just beat games really rapidly. They found the perfect path where you don't even really play the game. It's, honestly, as we'll get into the couple of the games we're going to talk about, these games, uh, we didn't really play them. 
we we they were they were there for they're probably sitting on our consoles for a long time. We must have bought them forever ago, and they're sitting there just waiting to be played. And they're all got a, and they've all got uh guides for rapid completion. Usually uh under an hour or very short. Two of these are definitely under an hour, and one of them is a little bit longer than that for a completion. And uh, I just say most people ain't gonna understand the. Uh, the why people do stuff like this or uh and the dumb crap we did to get the uh all the achievements in these uh the games we've chose to talk about today uh so if you hate this episode sorry that's <laughs> we I, ironically i i haven't thought too far back about it but i feel like i don't think we've done any but i feel like maybe there's probably games we've used on 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 full episodes that were may have been in this category. I can't think of anything off the top of my head. You think of anything, a 1K off the top of your head that may have not warranted a full episode? Sometimes, well, sometimes point, point say, I'm saying the same thing, sometimes point and clicks, people think you're not really playing that, you're just clicking through, but we play quite a few, it's been a little bit less now because I get kind of bored of them, but a few point and clicks, you really just, we kind of play for the story. More than anything, I don't play. We I've said this before. I'm repeating myself, but we don't really play for the puzzles and all the nonsense and point-and-click games. We play for the see kind of cool story we can get out of it. I say play on either easy mode, story mode, or please don't hurt me. I'm a baby mode. Yeah, <laughs> well, those are just that's just puzzle difficulty. But with all that said, I'll go ahead and uh, pass this over to Blake. He's going to talk about the first. We have we had a couple of games lined up for this. We kind of narrowed it down. Uh, we should be able to knock out three. I think we've got the three main things that we they kind of fit the criteria of, of what we wanted to talk about here. Yeah, we have three, but if you know if this doesn't go into negative views, we do have other ones we might do. <laughs> Take negative views. I'm sure people are. Uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, our first game is simply titled Tracks, the Train Set Game. Yeah. Now. The main reason I played this was because it was actually leaving Game Pass. And that's the only reason I even took notice of it. Yeah. Uh, I think two of these. Two of these, actually, are because they're leaving Game Pass. Now, people, I'll mention real quick, and I think you might, well, I kind of tell Blake, you don't kind of pay close attention. People have Game Pass now, and they don't know what to play. Do what we do. Just wait until something's leaving. Give, yeah. <laughs> it, it usually like, oh, this is leaving at the end of the month, and you got Time two to play. weeks. Yeah. Can knock it out super That's how only way, only way we're able to choose anything on Game Pass is wait till it's freaking leaving and then dash to play it, which is how this game happened. And one more we'll mention on the end of the podcast here. But go ahead, Blake. The first, like I said, is uh, Tracks the Train Set Game. If you can't tell what it's about, that's on you. <laughs> um, it was originally released in February 2017 on something called ITCH.io. It's a mobile-based, or not mobile, it's a browser-based thing where people can, like, it's like a ghetto Steam, maybe? <laughs> ghetto Steam. It's what, it's what it sounded like. It was a browser-based where people can try to put games out mm-hmm. and see if they like them, and I guess try to get people to notice and... Pay money to help them? It's like, uh, it sounded like Sundance for video games, okay. is almost what it seemed like. I didn't do a whole, whole lot of research on that particular thing, but that's what it sounded like. Huh. That's probably more interesting than the game is. Yeah. Specifically, Itch.io is a website for users to host, sell, and download independent video games. Originally came out in March 2013, and it hosts nearly 100,000 games. 
Well, as of February 2018. So it's actually pretty successful. Yeah, imagine, I've never heard of. Imagine the amount of trash on that website. 100,000 games of just, uh, I guess, probably varying quality. You think maybe there's maybe 100 half-decent games. You never know. And 100,000. I mean, there's a lot of people complain about the Nintendo eShop. It's just full of trash. I mean, that's what... You can't knock somebody for trying to do what they want to do, but they're also... That's the same thing as like when people pick on a, an independent movie. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, cool. They they did this movie for you know $100,000 or less. Mm-hmm. Or a million dollars or less. I think we have a, a friend, and he was like, a good independent movie nowadays is lucky to be under a million dollars just because of how everything goes into it. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, this guy went around, begged, stole, not stole, but maybe, you know, (laughs) bartered and, you know, got some loans and maxed out all the credit cards for a movie. Give a few handies. Mm Mm-hmm. And they don't, they can't just go be like, Hey, this is a $50 million movie. It doesn't work that way. And some of these guys is literally a dude who's inspired sitting in his basement on his Microsoft pro. You know what I mean? Or his... That's no excuse. When a game sucks, a game sucks. Nah. But so, who knows? It could be pretty cool. Yeah, we play play AAA games that are garbage. I know. (laughs) They have hundreds of million dollars behind them, even billions. And you're like, this is garbage. What happened? Anyway, let me... I don't want to go down that rabbit hole. But it originally came out on that. And it must have got done well enough. Because it did um, eventually get released everywhere. Uh... June, not June, uh, October 11th, 2019. Hmm. So you got Switch, Xbox, PlayStation, iOS, Mac, Windows. It is developed by Whoop Games. Really? W-H-O-O-P. Whoop. 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 Whoop Games. Uh, all I could tell is that they're British. I couldn't, because smaller games are hard to find yeah. stuff for, which... Yeah. You'll have probably all three of these are small enough that I won't have a whole lot to say about the developers. Yeah, I probably struggle on the. Uh, I haven't done music yet, so I'll probably struggle to find music on any of these two. Uh, smaller game developers like this are kind of hard to find information on, just because they're smaller and like. But my main use my main source of information is Google, of course, but it's mostly Wikipedia. Mm-hmm. And if Wikipedia doesn't have a thing, I'll try to Google the company specifically, and I might get an Instagram or Twitter. Yeah, small, small companies want to have those. Wikipedia, yeah. Everybody's got an Instagram or a Facebook, yeah. but... Uh, they don't... They, they, they still make it hard to find the information I want. Yeah. Because I want to know, you know, how many games they've made, a number of people, how long they've been in business and stuff like that just to help promote them and give them their, you know, cool history, but it doesn't always work out that way. Yeah. So Whoop Games is British and that's all I know about them. Yeah. And they're it's the only game, I guess, so far. That's the only thing I could tell, yeah. Yeah. But <clears throat> it is a, as we said earlier, it's a train, it's a simulation game where you build train tracks. Train sets, like toys. Yeah, train sets, uh, wooden train sets, be to be more specific. Yeah. And you can build an elaborate arrays of anything you want. And it's got a fairly decent physics engine, so you're not going to be able to like go bananas. But if you start something crazy at the top of a room, because you're given several different areas to build on. First, it's like, ooh, giant green rug that's completely flat, and you have... Like yeah, we got a bedroom and then 
somewhere else, like empty. I think one's just an empty space. I don't know. You got different places you can build in, but because like I said, being an independent game, this game still manages to have two DLCs, mm-hmm. a free one that doesn't add a whole whole lot. It adds props and extra gizmos and some uh, cosmetics for your train. And then there's a paid one that's like two bucks, something like yeah, that. Yeah, which we bought. Yeah. Because it had achievements attached to it. And it comes with the whole uh, space and sci-fi. It's all, th- all on the moon. All, the the yeah, moon DLC. Yeah, all the moon. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. The I guess it, we, earlier we were talking about TA. Uh, this TA, has, it has like a, an hour, is, uh, between an hour and two hour completion time, depending on, because it one you, of the if things. You, if you grasp what, you're, what, what it's telling you to do. Yeah. And basically, you're going into a level creator, and you're creating specifically on how to get each achievement. Yeah. It seems to be more along, um, well, it's SR creating certain things. Well, what, I don't remember all the achievements now, but... Uh, well, some of them, the spaced ones were like creating specific pictures, like for yeah, Apollo I mean, 13, and yeah, Mission, very, and E.T., and stuff like that. Uh, and then some were as simple as, uh, both both the DLC and the main game had placing so many unique items on the board. So literally, we were just floating around. There's a things that things get dumb, because we didn't, we didn't give this game any real effort. Now, the game may be a good train game, train set game, we don't know. But we you, you spin the camera around, and dropping you're dropping unique uh, unique uh, props just yeah, all over the map until you pieces. you keep dropping props until the achievement pops. I guess it's really like short bush, tall bush, thin bush, fat bush. All right, yeah. That's four. Small building, then... medium building, large building. And you keep dropping stuff until the achievement pops. It's super fun. All in all, it is a pretty chill game. Well, we, are you like you're wrapping up. No, no, I mean, <laughs> it is. I mean, I'm just saying that the music was chill, the environment was chill, we, because yeah. you can create everything yourself, and yeah, sometimes it's not, a high, it's not a high octane experience. Well, sometimes you kind of get into it as you're doing it. You're like, oh, it's like, it's like, because one of the achievements is completing all the side objectives in the main story, which is just picking up people. Yeah, so that dropping off where they're supposed to go. So that's where the uh, the TA guy comes into play because normally you would think, oh, to do the objectives, I just I have to build the tracks. From the there's like a station where you drop them off, and there's people, groups of people sitting in different spots around the room. Your objective is to get them from their spot to the back to the station to drop them off. Yeah. Now the, the TA guide helps with the the cheating factor of this. Uh, what you really just have to do is place a like a, a boarding station, I guess, and then that that like summons all the little people up up to the boarding station. And you go into your menus, like these sub-menus, and you click on your train spawning point. Yeah, spawning point. And you place that near the people, and then you just click on the respawn your train. And your train spawns on the people. And they all come onto the train. Now, what the game doesn't tell you is that they stay on there. If you move your spawn point from there to the station where, they, where they're going, and then you just respawn your train at the station. It takes like three seconds. Three seconds. Everybody crawls off the station and, and it completes the objective. And that's probably the longer portion of the game as you're scooting around the map trying to find all the people and you're just spawning, you're spawning your train back and forth across the map. And that's sort of one of the things we talk about with the idea for the episode is the weird stuff you do to complete a, complete a game without ever actually... Uh, probably giving it a fair chance. Okay. 
Yeah, like I said just a second ago, is I actually kind of got into it a little bit sometimes, mm-hmm. more than I should have, because like one of your things is, uh, it was like a three tiered sh- like hanging shelf, and I had to pick up people on each Tier, one of the shelves, yeah. and I built like this crazy ramp and stuff. Yeah, instead of just that spawn, 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 well, it, you built a, like a track. It wouldn't let me because I was trying to do it, but my train kept rolling Running. off, rolling down. So I had to like jerry rig it to where it would stay there. Yeah, where it stays. I, like, I think point, I did too on the shelves. I was like, at this point, I might as well just make like a little rolling ramp, and I just ended up doing that. Yeah, it took longer then I feel that it should have because I was kind of getting into it at some points, but also feel like uh, maybe I was like, I'm, just, I'm ready to get down with this yeah, type thing. But it's, it's not awful. Like if you're, if you're into that sort of thing. Yeah. I imagine it's a perfectly fine train set game. Oh yeah. Uh, the other achievements was picking people, uh, went easy one on the moon. Like Blake said, uh, the moon had its own set of achievements. We bought the DLC for like $2. Well, those ones for transporting aliens from a crash site to a rescue thing, and yeah. that, that was literally it's the same thing. So for you, well, you have that, to find the crash site on the map because it randomly spawned, or did you have to spawn? I think you just own? place the. I think you just place the crash site, and you place the station, and you literally kind of have them, kind of put them apart from each other a little bit enough to where you can make a circle of train track that stops at the wreck, and then it goes to the train station and drops the aliens off. But boom! You had to, you had achievement to also top. The alien people had to have like he had to play, he had to be play a full to, train. So like yeah, he had to place every, he had to place everything. The moon is just an open moon space. It's just open craters. And one of the last, one of the last things I think you do is you got to fall for ten seconds. Oh yeah, build, build yourself a really tall, it's like, huge ramp going all as high as you can do. It took me multiple, multiple tries to get the correct distance to. I got it uh, my first try because I don't suck at video games like some people. I told you. Well, I warned you. That's not fair. I told you to go. I told you to go higher than you think it is. It's higher than you anticipate. Because even on moon gravity, you fall a little faster than you think you do. Could be three or four falls to get the get the achievement to pop. I don't remember. So it's picking people up, falling. I feel like there's one more thing. We had to, you had to build tracks to make your train jump. Or on the on the regular game, was there a jump one or? A, oh, there was one. One was just run your train off into oblivion remember that one you had yeah. to like cut the track a certain way and you just kind of like you like kind of bump outside the game's parameters yeah, you, and yeah. roll and yeah you roll off that was kind of weird yeah you roll your train off into per- which was a strange achievement to put in that game mm-hmm. just roll you really just roll your train off to oblivion i feel like i'm missing a couple we probably should have looked at the achievements for the idea of this the idea of this podcast would be to look at the achievements so we know what we did to do i should have, I should have pulled them up so this is the first time we're trying this type of episode, so. Next time. Yeah, so you got anything else that you think would? No, I mean, it's a super easy to pick up and play game. And if you want to, I mean, the fact that it has a fail state, I guess you can call it a video game because it does get to a point where. No, we're not talking about, we're not, we're not, we're not going to get into the, yeah. the ins and outs of what what's considered a video game. <laughs> But it's just something you could... Lack of fail state. It'd be something really cool you could play with your kids, too. Like, build, like, instead of going out and buying the really expensive train sets and stuff like that. Yeah, and, buy a $5 video game. Yeah, and just have fun, you know. Yeah. We didn't get in deep into the game at all. There's no telling all the cool stuff you can do. There's little... It plays little teaser videos. There's, like, teaser videos in it somewhere. Maybe, maybe, maybe we'll watch the trailer for it or something. It showed the elaborate things you can... 
do the banana you, stuff you can do yeah. yeah but i'm also not that good at it's really just things. it's really just uh you just build stuff and tell your train to go you could actually ride inside the train which is kind of like a first person first person riding the train which looks kind of cool while you're inside the little train you can ride that around you can power it on and you can come out and just watch the train run along the tracks i mean it is what i mean it is exactly what it says it is it's a train set game yeah and then maybe if you know if there's anyone who's uh some achievement hounds achievement hunters and they want to like oh i didn't know that game existed yeah it's left game pass now but i mean the game can't be very expensive no, like I said, yeah. five bucks or less. Yeah, I wouldn't pay more than five bucks for it. Probably buy the buy the DLC, you know. Yeah. Uh, what do you want to do next? We'll switch over to. Uh, I think I'm thinking concept destruction, probably. Yeah, sounds good. You want to talk about this one, or do you want me to? You give me. I played it first, but you could talk. You have all the you have all the notes for it. So. Yeah. Uh, our next game we're talking about is concept destruction. Oddly enough, of a similar mindset to tracks as it involves uh, semi-customizable arenas and vehicles. Of uh, except for in, these are concept destruction. It's kind of like a construction derby. Yeah, it's a construction derby, but made out of paper clips and cardboard. Cardboard. Your cars are made of cardboard and. Everything else is just blocks and other other nonsense around a house. Nonsense around a house. It's like you use a single battery to charge your little cardboard. Yeah, destruction derby car. It's developed by uh, Thin Ice Games, and they I was actually able to find a little bit on. They've developed three games total. Hmm. They developed the first game they ever did was called Twin Robots, and it was on Wii U, the PS Vita. And um, I don't remember what it was. Twin Robots, I think it was just something kind of cute and silly. Mm. But then they went on to do Concept Destruction, and they're currently developing another game, which is called Cross Crush, and it's a jazz puzzle game, which with the name Crush in the title has me concerned. It's probably a match three garbage. Oh, God, yeah. I don't know. It just says it's a jazz puzzle game. Or maybe it uses music. That'd be kind of cool. I don't know. Yeah, I like jazz enough. Uh, this game, Concept Destruction, was originally released uh, May tw- uh, May 22nd, uh, 2020. Hmm. It, like I said, it's a cardboard card destruction derby. And that's that's literally it. <laughs> it's yeah. literally, there's a couple of different styles of car. You can customize them like two or three different colors and change your tires it's not a whole lot but it's literally just I don't think you can change your tires they just pick a car and a color and the cars have different uh, there's different sized cars like all the cars have a name I guess there you are unlock the different cars and eight cars total yeah it is like the game itself has uh, four modes mm-hmm. of play there is a a champ mode which okay. lets you go through like eight it's like every event twice or something like that to come out on top then there's tour, which is you go through all the events one time, and then survival, you pick one and you just go, and it just constantly spawns in new cars. Mm-hmm. And then there's just single event where you just do it for one event. You know? Yeah. And there's a couple of those. So, a lot of the achievements for this game involve are really just playing the game, but where it comes into something you may not know without TA probably telling you, is that you can go into the options menu. And uh, 
make your car make your car base make your car invincible nigh invulnerable yeah pretty much invulnerable and uh i think you fit it with time the time frames of certain events to make events go a little faster uh the number of opponents you have to deal with but the uh you and also, your battery battery life of your car i think and you can also decrease your opponent's health down to like yes they only hit you for 0.5 damage while you hit them for times two damage. Well, you're, well, you're invincible. I think you just. I think they, I think you made your opponents less less. Their cars are less durable. Yours yeah. is invincible. Your battery life's infinite. All this is just built into the options of the game, which I'm not sure how many people would poke around in. But then at that point, you just play the game and you can't lose. It doesn't. It doesn't affect the achievements. The TA guide does tell you the quicker way to do certain things. You can do one of the championships Blake talked about. And during the championship, it tells you, like is it, is it, the maps it does aren't random. The events aren't random. It just tells you it's a certain tournament and you do it. And, yeah. uh, oh, that's what, sorry, that's what tour was. Tour was you drive around without being attacked by anybody. That's what tour was. And that's how you got some of the uh, things by doing that. That's huge right. Jump. Ramping, that's what, jumping off that ramp. That's and what then, tour uh, was. I got it confused. Knocking a ball through a goal or something like that was. Mm-hmm. One of the achievements, but uh, and like breaking out of the arena and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, a couple of hidden. Yeah, those, those are yeah, those are kind of the things you got to do. But one is like completing a tournament, uh, doing different things on those maps while during a tournament. Uh, the biggest thing it does is uh, the, the invincibility is when you do, you have to you have to do a survival thing for like five minutes, mm-hmm. but you just kind of drive in a circle for five it's minutes. Like you pick the biggest car and just go. Yeah, well, I mean, you're invincible, so it doesn't really matter what you pick. Well, you do. You know, there's damage meters, so with the bigger car, you need to make sure all your other cars you fight are small. And I, I guess I don't remember fiddling with it that much. Well, because one of the one of the achievements was called Bully, and it was pick the biggest car and destroy twenty of the smallest car in the game, which is like a little three wheel, mm. tiny little thing, mm. <laughs> like a what do you call that, Crenshaw or I have no idea. You know, talking about the, the thing that people run with. Oh, I didn't have one of those in the game. Well, it was like that, except it was a, a motorized one. It had three wheels. Well, I guess. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, Rickshaw. Rickshaw. Rickshaw's what it's called. I guess. Sorry. Uh, I mean, the game's, I guess, enjoyable enough if you like destruction derby games. I don't know. It's not as uh, probably satisfying. I think there's some, like, Wreckfest and stuff out that's, like, legit. Uh, like real graphics destruction derby games that are out right now that are probably more fun. And not even that. Like, if you want destruction, I still stand by one of the favorite things ever was uh, Burnout Paradise, where you yeah. just plow down that road so you can cause the most damage. Yeah, burning burnout game. Uh, I remember playing some destruction derby games when I was when we were younger, like destruction derby. And I was like, it sounds. And this game kind of had the same thing I'm about to mention. Sounds really dope in theory. But then you're like, I don't know, like I'm the wrong person for it because I'm like driving. And I'm, I'm in a destruction derby and people are running into me because that's what you do in a destruction derby. And I'm like, stop running into me. <laughs> I'm trying to hit this other guy. Yeah, don't it's hit the me. whole point of the game is running into people. And I'm like, quit running into me. This is so, I hate this. This is so annoying. And that's kind of part of what I was doing because it's done it could well even this you're for a cheap we're trying to do certain things you're trying to like line something up and you're driving and somebody's like T-bone and then like they ruin whatever you were trying whatever you're trying to do and I'm just I'm just not the guy for uh uh for destruction derby games that's for sure I, it, it disrupt something about this whole thing just rubs me the wrong way but it also doesn't hurt uh it doesn't help that you hate driving 
yeah. so much in real life. In real life, yeah. I, I Every now and then I like a good drive in a video game. One of the other things I didn't mention is, um, just like I said, all the unlockables and a lot of your a lot of your progress and stuff is entirely cumulative. And that's the other thing. That's too. great. Yeah, you have to do like a. See again, we should we should look at the achievements. There's certain things you got to do, and uh, cumulative is great. We uh, there's a big difference between some video games will have uh, some video games will have uh, like you need to have this this you need to make so much money for an achievement. And there's a difference between, and achievements very rarely tell you if, it, if it's holding or cumulative. You always want cumulative. cumulative. It's so much harder to be holding something at a, at a certain point. Like you need, you need to be holding a million dollars. Like it's like, or a game will be like, get a million dollars. And you're like, do I need to not spend any money and be holding a million dollars? Or can I just keep freaking playing? And eventually I'll have, I'll have gotten a million dollars cumulatively. Yeah. Achievements are always extremely unclear on this. Well, everything in this game was not. There's no money in this game, but everything you have to do. I forget what the achievements were. Maybe it was killing so many cars or getting so many points from the tournaments. Yeah, well, collecting so many batteries from destroyed cars. That's right. Collecting batteries from when cars die, their batteries go flying. Uh, that was actually cumulative. So you, you didn't have to. It wasn't like you had to sit into a freaking survival for an hour trying to collect 50 batteries. It can just like as we played through the whole game, uh, you just got all the batteries you needed to pop in those achievements. And the other, th the other thing I want to bring up real quick, something else we've played fairly recently that involved cumulative um, achievements and so on, collectibles and un unlockables, was Snakey Bus. Yes. We, we may have mentioned that during that, too, yeah. Because uh, everything in Snakey Bus was unlocked through a number of points, and thankfully it was only... I still never 1K'd that game. I couldn't get the 300... Yeah, he actually, it's, it's one of the one of the few things he ever streamed was trying to get that final achievement in Snakey Bus. He gave up because he's a baby. That, no, that, that achievement's really hard. Yeah. It, took me, it took me, well, I got all the achievements in Snakey Bus in one night, but uh, uh, this isn't the Snakey Bus podcast. We already did that podcast, but anyway. Yeah, no, that, but it was, but it was, it was cumulative points to unlock everything in Snakey Bus too. So y'all get the idea of what cumulative is. If you if you play any game, if you play video games, you definitely everybody. There, there's never heard the word before cumulative, and you want that in your video games. Uh, I'm not sure if we talked about it, but of course we one K'd it through TA, and yeah. it only took about two hours. It was you know just. A, I think so. I, I'm guessing, but it should. Yours been. may have been shorter. Remember. I think mine was longer because I played through the tournament and I thought my goal was just to play through the tournament. And, but he had the TA guide had, I was like, he's like, play a tournament. And I was like, cool, I'll play a tournament. But he had inside the tournament was do certain things on certain maps. Yeah. And I didn't pay attention. And I had to go back to the maps and do certain things again while you did everything like you were supposed to. Yeah, I just did it. I think about two hours. Yeah, for so a thousand's my, gamer score. So I don't know if it was two hours, man. Cause I feel like mine may have been longer than yours. I don't think I played that long. I did it all in one sitting, too. I know. I, I look, according to my, um, uh, my true achievements account. It said my to total time played was like two hours and three minutes, mm. which that also means like like I'm sitting in the menu and I'm reading the TA guide and how to do it too. So like you know yeah, that's I mean? true. So that's it might be true. Yeah. Um. Well, I can't. Uh. Even though I might not be able to find the songs, we cannot fail to mention because of the nature of our podcast, the soundtrack of this game is metal, extremely metal. Like you don't think very so. out of nowhere, extremely balls to the wall metal. It was jaw dropping. It was the best part of the game, really. Listening to that the soundtrack awesome is soundtrack. dope. Soundtrack is so dope. 
uh, hope I haven't I haven't looked yet, but maybe if, if I if I uh, found anything, I will have uh, played it during. It may be so metal that I I give it a few seconds of uh, playing on its own because it's right up, right up our alley for what we like to hear in music, and it was. I guess I don't say it's out of character. I guess I mean smashing cars together was is metal. Yeah, it's so brutal and metal. <laughs> what else can you get when it comes to that? So and thrashing. So hopefully I can find something like that. And who knows if anything I could pull in the audio from a trailer maybe. Yeah. We'll see how we'll see what happens. But it was as uh put that on the end there. That was just like really surprising. This is like yeah, it's awesome. I did I did want to mention apparently. Concept Destruction is often found in a bundle pack called the Retro Bundle. And it's for it's $6, you get three games. Concept Destruction, a game called 6-4.0, and Way Out. I don't know either of those games, but apparently they're always in a bundle together for 6 bucks called the Retro Bundle. You can find them fairly often. I have no, no, I have no idea what the other games are. Me neither. Eh, they're probably garbage indie games. You don't get, like, so much hate from independent dudes. Nah. We play a lot of indie games, so I don't know. A lot of stuff's good. Uh, you got anything else for Concept Destruction? See, it's going to be a quick podcast because this stuff is... Fast. It's not a whole lot to talk about. Yeah, well, these short, short, short games, and we really played them for the achievements. And, uh, and uh, we didn't... Tracks was on Game Pass. Concept Destruction actually paid for. Yeah. I don't know, probably a, a couple of dollars, maybe at the most. Hopefully, I didn't pay more than two dollars compared to that humble bundle. Yeah, like I said, uh, we didn't talk about the art style for game. It's just kind of like cell shaded cardboard, right? With it's like just cardboard, some... yeah. It's not like it's not terribly realistic, but it's like a it's just cardboard car. I think it's like cardboard cars. When I mean the maps are uh, with like hand drawn windows, like crayon drawn. Yeah, crayon drawn windows. They call it the colors of crayons. Uh, other parts of the map, like ramps and other parts of the buildings, are all cardboard too. It's just cardboard. I mean, yeah. Or no, actually, not even that. It's um, because it's like you're on a on a workstation. What's up, the map? The there's there's different maps. or rulers and stuff placed around or a pair of scissors. Yeah. Like it's it's yeah. fun. It's like micro machines, but co- with cardboard. Yeah, it's cool. I enjoyed it. I didn't hate the game at all. No. Good times. You ready uh, to move on to? Yeah. So move on to the the last game. I mentioned before. Uh, we may mention this again throughout the podcast. The next game uh, we actually got uh, it happened. It happens before it happened to us before. As uh, you get misled by a uh, when you look at TA, sometimes you'll see a a time to complete for a game, and it's it's misleading because of the uh, the nature of which they get the completion. Uh, there's another game we might com- may come back around to later, uh, Pathologic 2. I, was, I have it wrote down here. I wanted to mention it. We can mention least. it. So I, on, on on the same line, we're not doing this. We're not doing Pathologic 2 because one Blake didn't play it at all, and two I'm not going to. I, I played it a little bit. I'm not going to play it more. Pathologic 2 is very misleading because its TA is zero to one hours, uh, but they use what's called console commands. You go into the thing with the on the on, you pull Pathologic up on PC, and you just there's a it's if you know what console commands are, you just kind of type in the achievements you want and just keep typing them in. It's literally get achievement one, get achievement, get achievement two, two, get achievement get three. Achievement three. Okay. It's uh, this Pathologic Two is now known for it, and uh, Fallout, Fallout 3, three had it back in the day. Uh, Jinx, I'm not, yeah, I'm not into that. Uh, they say it's okay on the TA board, whatever. Said it was fine. I only know of Fallout Three and now Pathologic Two. 
Uh, but Path of Logic's uh, very misleading because it's actually a very long, very, very difficult game. So if anybody who actually gets all the achievements in that, you, you lose your kudos because you can't, nobody's going to believe you. Exactly. No, you just use console commands. I tried to play Path of Logic and it's, uh, I got bored, honestly. I didn't give it, I gave it a couple of hours and I just kind of, a couple of hours already on somebody who says it's a zero to one hour TA. I walked around for a bit. It's a, a, a strange game. I'm not sure we'll ever, ever bring back up. It's leaving, it's leaving, uh, it's leaving Game Pass anyway. So I'd. I don't know, but that leads me to like the game we're going to be talking about is it has a misleading uh, TA as well. You don't know until you're actually playing the game that it's much longer than the guy. The game itself is actually much longer than what the guy says it is in the guide, but the way he gets you through the game is very quickly. What turns out that he says is an hour or two completion is actually an eight to 10 hour video game, yeah. which me and Blake will talk about where you we won't probably won't go back to it now because it's it's leaving Game Pass or left Game Pass. But like it, this game is actually the one that's actually we did the most work for for the completion. Even though we did use TA's roundabout way of getting the completion, this is the one that's actually actually a full game. I probably honestly would have preferred to have just played through it. Like I said, eight ten hours ain't that long. Yeah, it's a weekend. Yeah. So let's let's wrap back around to the the name and who who made it, and then we'll talk about why why that is and what we ended up doing with the game. I, this is Wander Song, mm-hmm. uh, developed by one man, uh, Greg Labanov. Mm-hmm. Did he go by his own name, or did he use a, or did he use a, like a company moniker? He went by Greg Labanov. I, I don't remember seeing like, yeah, cause there's like because well, the only thing it said was the uh, the publisher. He didn't use any uh, any other names besides his name. Mm-hmm. But when you turn the game on, it's like Humble Games or something like that. Or, hey baby, to call some humble bun- humble bundles, or but I think that's just the publisher, if I'm not mistaken. But as far as I could tell, for him, it was just him. And in a lot of cases, when an independent game is developed by one person, uh, they developed it by themselves. But they usually have someone else come in and do sound design or music, which is what in the case of this, he actually had two gentlemen or two people, Gordon McGlad McGlad. McGladry. That's a mouthful. And then another person named M. Halbertstand. That's an even bigger one. But I wanted to bring them up because the M. Halberstand actually did music for Night in the Woods, which I plan on playing soon. Mm-hmm. And it's gotten some pretty good acclaim behind it as well. Yeah. And they together did um, music and sound design. Well, he did everything else. Yeah, all the art. And so it's still yeah, play mechanics. three people made this game. Yeah. And that's still pretty amazing. Yeah. Now, I, like I said earlier, I wish I had played the actual game. Because playing through, you have to experience the story, and you can't skip through the story. And about halfway through doing all the achievements, I was like, man, I kind of wish I had just played through the whole game. Yeah, especially if, always, if you like it that much, we can always just buy it. I'm we, not going to go back We, we can do it. We, you talk about it like you want to. Uh, so what happens with... Before we get into the whatever the the TA thing is really, the game has a you put in a button code and you unlock chapter select from the get go, and what the TA guide is is jumping chapters to specific points where the achievements are, getting the achievement and just jumping to the next part where your next achievement is. What that kind of does is you're hitting like key moments of the storyline. <laughs> Yeah. Like the interesting parts of the storyline, I feel like. We're hitting lots of key points. We're like... You literally hit every boss fight in the game. Yeah. 
and some huge plot twists. Some big plot plot devices throughout. So uh, some parts were actually kind of uh, really interesting, if we're being honest. Uh, but but that's how we end up with the achievements. You're literally just chapter selecting to the achievements, and then you move it on and blah blah blah. But you do actually have to participate. Like you have to uh, fight the bosses and other other interesting and things do like some that. Of the puzzles. And do some of the puzzles to get through it. But uh, I don't know. It had, it. it I didn't write down his initial date, but as of December 2019, it's on every, it's yeah. on everything. I think it was originally Switch only, and then it became everything else. Yeah. Steam, so it is so a side-scrolling platformer, action platformer, I guess, with puzzles. Yeah. That's what, that's Side kind of the, scroller puzzle adventure. Yeah. yeah. And graphically, uh, I forgot what it reminded me of. I don't want to say quite like paper mache, kind of like you said, kind of like Adventure Time in a way. It, it they like, moved wonky like that, and it just it had the the bright colors and the weirdness of the adventure weirdness. Time, adventure time. It's kind of I don't know. It doesn't look like paper mache, but they kind of have like a they're like like old school paper puppets where they'd have the stick and a, a silhouette cut out, and they would jostle them up and down. Yeah, kind of like, like, if kinda, that makes any sense. Yeah, it's kind of hard to explain the actual way it looks. Michael posts the pictures and stuff. Like it, artistically, it looks kind of neat. Uh, it has a, it definitely has a, a style about it that's for sure I enjoyed the art very much you're playing I don't even know his name but you're playing as a he, his name is literally the bard you're playing as a bard I think he has a name but I think for the most part he's called the bard yeah and then there is the hero and I think her name was Emily she, she the, the hero has a name too and you you actually you play through most of the game as the bard but there are some key moments where you play as the hero and both of them, for us, on we play on Xbox, it's the right analog stick. You rotate it, depending on how you rotate it. For Bard, he, sings a he would note. sing in a different note. A different, uh, I guess that's the term. I'm terrible at music. I think it's a different note, key yeah. or whatever. Yeah. And then she would, that just made her sword face that direction. Yeah. And if you held it in that direction, she would charge up a... Her sword could shoot lightning. Yeah, shoot lightning. So it was kind of, it's actually kind of cool. Yeah. Achievements for uh, lightninging enough, zapping enough enemies and stuff like that, or just knocking a bunch of bats out of the air with her sword. I think the only chain reaction was like getting four or five in one hit. Yeah. It was kind of cool. And deflecting, because if you point a sword at a projectile, you can deflect it back, and it's like you deflect back and yeah, attack deflect, an enemy. Or deflect something. back 10 or 15 times. And I, I did, after the fact, this is another reason, uh, the prologue, in the prologue, as I kind of read through the, to get more of the story to, so we could actually talk about it and I can inspire people to maybe go play it more. Mm-hmm. But in the prologue, you start as the bard and you go through the whole prologue, you go this little adventure and you find a sword as the bard. You pick the sword up and you fight a monster. You end up beating the monster, but then you meet the, uh, literally the, a, a messenger from the, a, a deity her name was uh, Aaron, or Aaron. Yeah, there's, there's no voice acting. And uh, she, she's like, yay, you failed. You're not going to be the hero of this story. I'm sorry. Mm. Thanks, the world's going to end. And you're like, what? That can't be true. Because Bard is overly optimistic. He is just a happy-go-lucky, very optimistic character. Yeah. <laughs> and... I wanted to bring that up because this is, I thought this is actually kind of cool when I was doing more research for the game. 
is the inspiration for the game is uh, Greg says he was inspired by doing a I don't know why but a cross country bike trip just on his little bicycle across the entire United States and he said he had you know just stuff to think about and because some of the parts of the United States are just vacant <laughs> land yeah. I guess it got him thinking about post-apocalyptic and stuff like that and how he's like wouldn't it be funny is in like the uh, what do you call it like the juxtaposition of a, a post-apocalyptic wasteland where everything's terrible and everyone's just so sad but you have your main character he's just like hey this ain't the worst day ever let's go do stuff and just being super happy yeah I think I think if you like hit the left bumper he just does he just does a jig? Yeah, he just starts dancing. He just yeah. does, does a little happy little, dance. Yeah, dude's just. But I, I say, uh, I mean, Drew just said it too that Adventure Time definitely has to be some sort of inspiration. Yeah. But in interviews, and he, that he actually mentions two other cartoons, and not Adventure Time at all, which is also strange considering both these other cartoons were on Cartoon Network, just like Adventure Time. Okay. But he specifically mentions. Uh, something called Over the Garden Wall. Never heard of it. And Steven Universe. Steven Universe is a woman who worked on Adventure Time. Mm-hmm. And for, I think, Over the... Oh, brain work. Over the Garden Wall. I think there's a bunch of people in that. Like, I think Elijah Wood does voice work on it and stuff like that. Well, now now is the time to research it. Well, it's not that hard to look up. But yeah, like Elijah Wood does some work on that. Christopher Lloyd, Tim Curry, and John Cleese do voice work in that. So that must be, I mean, they wouldn't attach themselves to something bad. Oh, I wouldn't say that. I mean, all those people, Tim Curry, John Cleese, Elijah Wood. Like can I you think, think you say, can you say, can you say that every single one of them throughout their entire career have never done anything bad? Not on purpose. <laughs> I mean, everybody, every actor does something bad at some point in their career. Yeah, but still, I mean, they it's, maybe it's good. I don't know. Yeah. But I just wanted to bring that up too because that's why he's so annoyingly optimistic sometimes to the point like where they, they'll meet up, especially kind of later games. Yeah, there, there's actually uh, some key key story points we actually don't want to ruin. There's actually some interesting things that happen. And you're like, oh man, did not see that. Actually, I'm not playing the game, but from the last story point that I played to this story point, this flop of what's going on is actually pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. There's because there's a there's a weird. Uh, how do you do? It? How do you say? It? There's a play on like the bard being the hero, but the hero being sort of a hero, yeah, as well, but in a different way. I mean, there's no way to say this stuff without without I, kind I of ruining ruin the story. Yeah, ruining the story. It's a little. It's brighter and happier at some point, and then it it has it has it takes really dark turns, especially to the second half of of the. And that's why, because I've never seen Garden Wall or Steven Universe, though I've been told time and time again to watch Steven Universe. But having watched Adventure Time, it was happy-go-lucky, but it's gorgeous colors. But if you pay attention to stuff in the background or just subtle things people talk about, like, ooh, the Great Mushroom War, which is really World War Three with nukes going off everywhere forming mushroom clouds. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the Great Mushroom War. It wasn't Mario coming. It was literally mushroom clouds. Yeah. And they, they hint at stuff like that. And it's a very surprisingly dark overture game. Yeah. Overtoned game. I don't know. I ruined that sentence. Skip past <laughs> it. Like I said, a very intricate story. I felt like I thought it was pretty yeah. cool. From the back, of, of, back and forth. So what's uh, the goals of each of the two? Because you get to play. You play as both characters. Mm-hmm. 
So you can you get a, uh, kind of a back and forth of what their goals are, and uh, sometimes they're on the same path, sometimes they're opposed. It's actually done really well and really interesting. I feel like, like I said, Blake says he kind of wish he just played the whole, yeah, the whole thing maybe. Mm-hmm. But I it, feel like early on, cause we do. I feel like we hit we hit the highlight reel. I, I, that's what I worry about because I feel like there's parts because the you don't play too many when you're doing the achievements. You don't play too many of the bards running around sections. The you play one or two, which is kind of he's where he's where the puzzles are, mm-hmm. and it's like doing different things with the with his singing to do to move platforms and. That's less entertaining than the hero parts where you run around swinging her sword like a maniac, killing a bunch of things. I think that's just the, the juxtaposition of the two character types. I feel like hitting the highlights, we didn't have to play large so, swaths of puzzles we wouldn't want to play. Because we beat the game in an hour or two. to Three, eight, I think. Three, maybe. Because you, you cannot skip. The, I mean, you can mash A as fast as you want, but you cannot. There's no... Hold start to skip or hold B to skip. You have to read the dialogue. Read it. Uh, you actually got to play out some of the lengthier boss encounters and stuff like that. Yeah, that's because I, I worried that some of the stuff would be like, oh, unlock these puzzles to get this part of a key. Unlock these puzzles to get this part. And then you have all three keys. And then instead of like doing all be... that stuff, we just played the scene after you opened the door. That's kind of what I feel like. Yeah, I, I feel like we... Like Who knows like, if the rest of the game's not very entertaining, but I just feel like we maybe, maybe we cut, maybe we cut out the fluff. Some games bit. can go like we would have been no, we would have been like this game is way too freaking long at about hour five. You know who who knows? I just because the the game's broken up like a play. There's like five acts, and each act has several chapters, like ten chapters in it or more. Yeah, but. If it, like I said, if it's only like eight to ten hours, some of those chapters may not have been very long. It may have just been a cutscene, and then chapter two, let's do a puzzle. Chapter three. Well, a lot of the chapters are just uh, boss fights. I mean, yeah, or a certain. Uh, I don't know if any were just cutscenes. I don't know. I don't. I, we didn't jump to any chapters that were just cutscenes. We had to jump to a chapter and like do a certain thing. Sometimes. Yeah. So, so maybe of of the three games we talked about, it's definitely the one you might want to look into actually the most. Like look into actually sitting down with and playing from start to finish. Can't guarantee I'll never go I mean, back I've to it. I've got all the achievements. I won't turn it back on, but I'll recommend it to people because from what I did play, I very much enjoyed. Could use voice acting. <laughs> yeah, just a little bit, especially a, a song about a bard singing. I'm like, because all you hear was like. Ah, uh. That's like all you didn't really get. Yeah, there's, there's our whole cast of characters. You meet lots of other uh, deities and other characters. It just, I just kings, queens. We are again peasants. talking about why why games don't have voice acting. Sometimes I just there's three three people worked on this game. So that's three voice actors in my opinion. Yeah, and one of them bound to have either a girlfriend, wife, sister to play some of the female vocals, or they could have just went, "Hi, I'm Princess," but that may have been that may have gotten bad attention. Maybe. I don't know. Because yeah. everyone could be granny goodness. Yeah. Uh, you got anything else for this? No. Um, I think I've said my piece and play it. I, yeah. I, I recommend playing it versus the chapter skip, maybe. Yeah. Unless you're, if you're not, because me and Blake are, uh, I mean, achievement hunters are, and we're way lax on the achievement hunting these days, honestly. We, there's a couple of games here and there we really want to, we hit it hard, but, uh, Achievement Hunters, uh, if you're not an Achievement Hunter, if you don't care about achievements, just play this game from start to finish, probably. We'd like to hear if anybody would play it from start to finish and let us know if we may, if we did it the right way. Yeah. <laughs> and we like hit the, we hit the highlights. Uh, hitting the highlights was the better way to experience this game or not. 
Anything else? Mm, no, I think I think we're good. Okay. Do you want to? Do we're doing? Yeah. You doing? A yeah, band? it's a band today. I'm gonna do actually. Uh, so that's it for that game. You know, play it, whatever. Uh, I'm gonna go back to a band today. Blake covered a I think a show last episode. Orphan, Orphan Black. Black, yeah. Go so, watch that show. It's great. I'm gonna do a band that's actually more uh more well known, but I don't think anywhere near as well known as they need to be. As they should be. Yeah, uh, they've been around for a long, long time, and they're quite incredible. And we've seen them live enough times to just. And they're wonderful every time. Yeah, they're. They're really nice in person. We've got to meet them too after yeah. the fact. Very yeah. sweet people. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to talk real quick about uh, Lacuna Coil. Like I said, they've been around for a long, long time. I think the late late nineties. They I didn't I didn't write it down, I think but ninety nines when they got ninety nines their first ninety nines the first Lacuna Coil album. Okay. They have some previous. I didn't write them down. They have they had two other band names pre Lacuna Coil, and I don't think they released anything. They kind of made music maybe played some shows and blah 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 did all that mess there's also is there first Lacuna Island is that the one that's all in Italian or is that some of the previous stuff that's all Italian probably previous stuff that's all Italian so that, that's what Blake said they are an, an Italian band but they uh, sing 95 or 96 percent English. English yeah they every now and then they'll, they'll do a little bit of Italian in there just to mix it up like I said they've been around their first album came out in 99 um, they're just a, a a dual singer, uh, just rock group. I don't know how you I mean, rock genres are hard to hard, hard to mess with. Kind of like I guess they're more of a gothic rock maybe in the earlier days. And they're I mean they're they're up to I wrote down they're up to nine albums now. With their uh, they're still going. They're still doing their thing. But they're, they put out their last album. It's only like last year or something. Two thousand nineteen was yeah. their last album. So they're still going strong. They are, if anything, they're known for having two singers, uh, a, a woman, uh, Christina Scabia, and a, a man, uh, Andrea Ferrero, however you say his name. Ferrero? Ferrero, yeah. Yeah, Ferrero. Andre Ferrero. And they're pretty cool, because uh, there's really not too many bands out there with uh, dual singers anymore. Like, you think for a while, when well, I even I say anymore, like, like Linkin Park had it for a while, and Lacuna Coil had it. Um there's people that go back and forth or they have a back vocalist, but there's not people who share the spotlight as a duet. Yeah. Like they're uh, they, 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 yeah, they share like they're, they're equal parts. Lacuna coil. Like they're like a certain band would be like, Oh, that, you know, so-and-so did the backup vocals. The lead guitarist is backup vocals. That's kind of cool. But like, well, for, I've had, well, I think I told you before, like Mastodon, everybody in Mastodon sings. Yeah. Depending on how, what the, how the song is they're, they, they want to make. Yeah. Everybody in Mastodon sings. But for like this, we know it's Christina Scabia and Andre Ferro. Or in um, Lincoln Park, you know that it's Chester Bennington and Mike Shinoda. Like, you know their names. It's supposed yeah. to be like, oh, that, that growl was, or it's like backup growler. Yeah. Like, yeah. I feel like, the, I, I, of course, there's a billion bands out there. I don't know any other band where you really know the front people like, like you would look at look, look Coil or Lincoln Park. Like, you know them, that they're really the, the faces of the, the faces of the band and what they're really. I mean, not I'm not saying the other members aren't talented. That's oh, yeah. that, that, that's ridiculous. I was looking at their stuff. They do have a quite a few members that have rotated out. They're actually their guitarist. Their current guitarist is 2016, and their current drummer is 2019. But their bassist, I think, is their original bassist. He's like 1994 or something yeah. like that. So they so it's still. 
Christina Andrea and I don't know the bassist's name, but they he they've he they stuck around and then rotated a couple of guitarists and drummers throughout the years. I remember them being really really excited about this uh, current drummer. new drummer. They were really excited about uh, when they when they had acquired him. I don't know what he's from. I feel like I, I didn't do enough research, but uh, they were super. I remember when they were posting a lot of social media, being super excited about having the guy. Because he, he was like their first real, he, he was kind of closest to their, I think they're more like a, uh, he was more of a metal drummer compared yeah. to what they're normally, what they normally have for their band. So they they, said, they wanted to be a little bit more aggressive. They said this is their first drummer who knew how to double kick. Or used it, used used it more, kick, yeah. I guess, yeah. They're not much of a, they're not much of a double kick band. They normally. said they're kind of more goth melodic maybe. Yeah, goth and this melodic. made them like goth metal. I don't know if there was a lot of that. But, uh, well, with the double kick? Oh, yeah. he's well, That wasn't a guitar riff. That was me doing <laughs> trying to do drums. So, sorry. <laughs> yeah, you don't... And you ruined it. I'm not Michael Winslow. I don't do sound effects well. Yeah. Uh, See, so I love this band for a long, 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 long time. We've seen them live uh, quite a few times. I, th- I think Daniel's been to a few shows with us. Pretty sure he has. At least one. At least one or two Lacuna Coil shows with us. Uh, mostly when we go to shows with Daniel, did, it's always it's always met, Demon Hunter. Uh, Stitched Up Heart, the the girl from Stitched Up Heart. He, oh, he mentioned that in his show, didn't Because it went it Stitched Up Heart, somebody else, and then Lacuna Coil. I'm pretty That's sure right. came I think to, that was, to exit in that night. Yeah, I think it was that one. Yeah. That's uh, how we see show. We, when, when we go to a show with Daniel, it's Lacuna Coil or it's Demon Hunter usually. Usually, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we had we had an awesome, uh, what was it? Uh, Disturbed Rob Zombie. Didn't you go to that one? No, it was, a, no I'm saying it was a Lacuna Coil. Seven Dust. Seven Dust Night, which was... Mind-blowing. They could have played... Both Lacuna Coil and Seven Dust could have played every song from every album that night, and I would have just... I'm, I'm surprised they didn't, because we were feeling... Well, they, both, they both got so many. I'm say, I got Lacuna Coil down for nine albums, and Seven Dust is... They put out a new album. They put out a new album this year, so they're they're 10 Blood or 11 by or now. Like uh, Blood and Stone. Oh, oh, yeah, Blood and Stone. Shoot. Yeah, Blood I'm and behind. Stone. Yeah, but anyway, I've, we, we absolutely love. We're so lucky too that Lacuna Coil actually is, though an Italian band, is known enough that they will actually come and tour America enough times. We've seen them three or four times. We're so lucky that they can tour. I remember uh, one time outside their own country and stuff. One time I'm just, I just laugh about it when I think about it because it was the first time we ever saw. I think it was that night because it went Avatar, Lacuna Coil, Seven Dust. Mm-hmm. And we're like, we see, you see the guy on stage for Avatar. You're like, oh, that dude's huge. But that's just because of the stage. Then he gets off stage. Homeboy's seven feet tall from Sweden, mm-hmm. and you can't see poor Christina Scabia. She's like five two. Mm-hmm. We have to like, you know, she she's looks on, big she's on stage, on stage, on stage but she's then short. She's yeah. like up to your shoulder, and she is awesome in general. Yeah, she's great. You follow her social media and stuff. She's a really, she fits real good for uh, the nature of the podcast. She's a huge, huge gamer. Huge gamer. Yeah. And she actually got her hands on a PS5. I do want to talk about one really, really cool thing. I think it was like last year, a year before, they did a Christmas show. Yeah. But because of the, they're all so nerdy, like they're super nerdy, they came out in handcuffs, shackled, and then they had some, some of their roadies dressed as Stormtrooper and Vader hold them at gunpoint to do a concert. <laughs> for like a, a the opening like, like, like an opening act thing yeah, yeah it's funny yeah. I thought that was hilarious. she posts a lot she posts a lot of stuff for Star Wars too we, we're a, not Star Wars fans obviously but it's okay that she that obviously anybody else loves it, it's fine but uh, she's big into Star Wars and big into the game I saw her posting her pictures of 
flaunting her PS5. So I do want to talk about her specifically one more time. Is she's very adamant about uh, the music and yep. the band because several times on these uh, metal magazines and rock magazines would be like, "Ooh, the hot chicken metal, Christina Scabia," and she's like, "No, don't, do not put me in that. I don't want it." Yeah, because for her, it's not a, it's about the music. It's not about. Yeah. She don't go up on stage wearing. She's. I've never seen her go on stage wearing skimpy clothes. We talk about her, in comparison to like the like the Maria, Maria Brink. Brink and stuff like that, or any other. Honestly, I, I wish they wouldn't do it. A lot of other female singers, stop going on stage in skimpy clothes. If you if you're a good enough singer and a good enough band, you should never have to do that. And the only person ever stands that strong that I know, has always been Christina Scavia. That also might have to do with like they may have like an Italian uh, record label versus an American record label or American like sex sales. Oh, yeah. you know what I I've mean? never ever once seen Christina Scabby wear and anything she, skimpy. She uh, talks bad about, not bad about it, but she out speaks out about it. She's like, no, it should be about the music, not how I look. And she's it's out, about the band. she's very outspoken on, uh, and has been taken off or just, and stuff. Before. She's been, what she's about, spoke about, about just about your, She's, I mean, it's cheesy, but she's she's really into the you're beautiful as who you are kind of thing. She's all about posting uh, pictures of self-love, pictures of her with no makeup and gross at the gym and everything like that. She's all about this, just be who you are kind of thing. You don't need all the nonsense. She's, I wish more chick people in bands would follow her, yeah. follow her image, you know, kind of take her as inspiration to be a better, a better but unfortunately, that's not how it works. Not at all. Like people just really just the shorter the skirt, the more cleavage you show, the more people like your band. I'm like, come on. We can sell posters that way. Yeah, we can do photo shoots and calendars, and it's yeah, kind of so gross, frankly. It's all. It's always been gross. I mean, it's what ruined. It's what ruined. Uh, in this moment. In this moment, I mean, destroyed that band, in my opinion. Of course, they're probably more popular, more hot band. now than they've ever been. I guess I don't. Nobody ever really talks about it anymore. But she's she's gross. I mean. I think she was a a nude model or something before the band anyway, Maybe so whatever. A suicide girl or something. Anyway, not the point. Anything. It, Sheena's awesome. Uh, Andrea, Andrea, he don't seem to be as outspoken about and I don't, I don't really fall. He's not, she's really out there and out in everything. She's all talking and I don't know about anybody else in the band. Well, it might be one of those things where she's saying everything we agree with. Why should we need to add her voice? We, we support everything. She yeah. Does. So you don't really see uh, all the, they'll, they'll do videos. Oh yeah. There's, you see them on social media videos. You'll see her and some of the guitarist guys and other, doing other things. And so they're all, all super supportive yeah. of everything. So and I bet she, they hang out. Like I, she's just the most outspoken yeah. person I think of the band. And like, even like, like I said, I, I follow her on Instagram. Some of her Instagram stories or her pictures will be all of them at her house on Thanksgiving, enjoying video games and eating thank oh, Thanksgiving because they're Italy. Well, they actually may, may have been in America at the time, but you know, any big holidays that she just has the band over. Yeah, well, they're, they're a family. Yeah, I mean, it's her family, and they just they hang out and play Super Smash Brothers until two o'clock in the morning or something. Yeah, so it's great to uh, watch that kind of stuff and see the camaraderie and have somebody a good influence like somebody like her on the on the front of a band like that. Like I said, I'm sure the whole band just rides with her and agrees. They're just all about the good image. Lukuna has always had a good image yeah. as a band. Uh, as I've loved him for as long as I can remember. Uh, if we're done gushing. Yeah, we, uh, uh, that's probably the most I've ever spoken so when it comes about to, a band. When it comes to picking a song, like I said, they got nine albums. It's nigh impossible. 
and we didn't want to do some of their huge hits like Heaven's a Lie. And yeah, Conqueror. they got real famous way back in the day on their Heaven's a Lie single, uh, which is what they play at every show still. They, 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 she, know it, show. she knows it's their hottest single. They know what it is. So every band has that song that everybody knows. Like, Disturbed's got to play we'll Down with the Sickness. With Down with the Sickness. And Corn always end with Blind. Always play Blind. Uh, what else? Ten Years will always play Wasteland. And uh, Shoot It Out. Shoot it out. They, now. They've specifically said shoot it out will be in every single one of their yeah. lines because it's it just an amazing song. Everyone loves it. Yeah. Uh, so it took me a while to pick. I did shuffle the whole album thing for a long, long time, writing songs down and like changing my mind and listening to things. Uh, the idea for the song that I picked, one of the songs, incredible. I wanted to get a really good song where Christina and Andrea have a good back and forth, and then they'd have a. Because they don't always, sometimes there'll be whole songs that's just Andrea. Sometimes there's just whole songs that are Christina. And then there's some back and forth. Or some's got more, some's got less. There's such a balance to the band. It's it's unreal. And there's just no animosity. I mean, we're gushing again. There's no animosity in the band. But there's just, I wanted to find a, a real good song that's got a great. Back, give and take. A, a good give and take. A good, a perfect, I feel like a perfect uh, back and forth. And I just love this song. Uh, so on the end here, I'm going to play uh, Kill the Light from their sixth album called Dark Adrenaline. I think Blake told me earlier that Dark Adrenaline's probably your, think if you, if you could favorite. pick a favorite album, you think it'd be Dark Adrenaline. I've to that one so much. Fire Shallow Life, on, man. Yeah, Shallow. Shallow Life, the album Shallow Life. Uh, people gave them some, uh, flack. Flack about it being a little too mainstreamy. I don't know, I just having fun. I mean, it was a fun album. It was a catchy album. I mean, but, uh, Dark Adrenaline's dope. Yeah, Dark Adrenaline has Kill the Light, uh, fire, army inside. Yeah, upside down, I think. I think so. It's upside down in there. Great song. And there's all. It's all. It's all. Retaliate is a great song too. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll just do. A so it, it took me. It took me a while, and I we were listening to, listening to some songs while we were prepping for the podcast. And when I was playing "Kill the Light," I'm walking around just thinking about music and writing stuff down. I'm like, I think this is the one I need to play. "Kill the Light" is has everything I want, everything you need to hear about what this band does, and I think it's a, a phenomenal song to represent the band. Me too. Yeah. That's all I got. I mean, I, I think we, I, sometimes we gush more about certain bands than others. Uh, and I am doing a more popular band this time, so you you've probably, you may have already heard of this band. I know, obviously, uh, Daniel has. So. Uh, that he's he's going to enjoy it while he's listening to it. Yeah, I'm going to inspire him to put Lacuna Coil on his next episode of his show. Uh, you got anything else you want to say? Uh, one more thing about them. They have done two pretty decent covers. Yeah. They've done uh, Enjoy the Silence. It's great. The Debesh Mode. And they did Losing My Religion also on Dark Adrenaline. They did yeah. Losing My Religion on... Losing My Religion cover is better than the original song. It's pretty dope. It's fantastic. <laughs> I mean, it's probably better than the original. Let's be... I mean, being honest here, sometimes it's hard to say. People people stand by the original song so much sometimes, but sometimes a band puts out a legit version of a song that's just like, whoa. Well, people talk about... Um, Atreyu's Holy Diver being pretty fucking really? pretty dope. <laughs> Almost. Yeah. yeah. And other stuff like that. I've always liked, I always stand by uh, Perfect Circles. Uh, imagine. Oh, imagine. Yeah. But Perfect. that's just, I mean, hell, Maynard could sing anything and make it. <laughs> he could sing about taking a dump, and I'd be like, hey, great song. Put that song on repeat. <laughs> he probably has done with Pucifer. Well, there's no telling what he's done with that band. Uh, that's all I got. I say we're done. Uh, same thing, uh, social media stuff. You know, you know all that stuff. Follow us on there. Talk to us sometime. People don't, you know, write us an email. 
talk trash to us. We don't care. Write to us. We're big boys. We can handle it. Uh, eventually, Blake will, I don't know if Blake will stream something or we still, uh, Garrett, if you're listening, we still would love to do a No Man's Sky stream, man. We, we talk about it, but everybody's got busy lives and jobs and stuff, but, and No Man's Sky is a very big game. We'd, we'd love to do a, a No Man's Sky stream with you. So, you know, hit us up for that sometime. Uh, that's all I got. I say social media, uh, if you're interested in helping with the podcast, write to us, let us know. We, we'd love to have somebody help us. I'm done. I want to wish everybody a good evening and good night.